This episode is brought to you by Genesis Aerosystems, a Moog company and leading provider of autopilots for rotor and fixed-wing aircraft. The Genesis STEC 3100 Digital Autopilot provides increased safety, decreased pilot workload, and is approved for over 200 makes and models. To learn more about the STEC 3100, visit genesis-aerosystems.com. That's genesis-aerosystems.com. AOPA presents Never Again, True Pilot Stories from the World of General Aviation. In this episode, a low-time Cessna driver pays the social price for an incomplete preflight. Find out what happens in Air Show Awkwardness by William Woodbury. I'm well into my fourth decade of flying. Sounds like a long time, but from this end, it seems like it all started just last week. That's what happens as you get older. Time compresses and details blur. Even some flying details get a little lost in the fog of time. Was that Alaska trip in 1983 or 84? What year was that engine overhaul? When did I buy that Cherokee? Some details all but disappear, but others stand out like a sharp nail poking memory and hurting just a little every time you think of them. I've had at least three such events while flying, and I'll share the first one here. Unlike many, mine wasn't a hair-raising tale or a near-death experience, but more like one of those shudder-inducing memories you'd rather just forget but won't go away. Not sure of the year, late 1970s, early 80s, I've been flying for a while, but not yet instructing, so I probably had only a hundred or so hours in the logbook. I had always wanted to fly into an air show, so I rented an airplane from my club and took along a pilot buddy, and we made a day of it. I don't recall where the show was. It could have been any of the several held each year throughout Northern California. I do recall that we flew in early and parked on the ramp, which was soon closed, to prepare for the show. The event would take a brief pause in the afternoon to let fly-in visitors depart and then resume for the grand finale. The show was crowded with pilots, aviation enthusiasts, and the curious. And I remember seeing Bob Hoover entertain the crowd with his mastery of aerodynamics and energy management in his shrike. When the show paused and it came time to leave, a flock of pilots scurried to their airplanes to make the short departure window. My buddy and I hustled to my little Cessna. Let's team up on the pre-flight to speed things up, I suggested. You get the gas and oil, and I'll do the interior and airframe. We'll be out of here in a flash. The pre-flight went fine, I thought. We got in the airplane and fired up. Much of the crowd was now enthralled by all the little airplanes starting and taxiing out to the runway. Kids were perched on Dad's shoulders, and people were shading their eyes from the sun as they watched the bevy of private pilots do what many in the crowd dreamed they would do one day, pilot a private airplane. I noticed that several in the crowd were watching us as our engine started, but I suppose they were just marveling at the beauty of my rented Cessna 172. We got the ATIS, called for taxi, and were cleared to the runway. That's when it started. Bringing the power in a little, I expected to begin moving, but it was not to be. Maybe I was stuck in a little rut, so I juiced the throttle some more. Still nothing. A microsecond later, I knew what was wrong. Our chocks were still on. Looking down out the pilot window confirmed my diagnosis. 
expletive deleted, expletive deleted. I did the only thing I could do. I shut the engine down and got out to remove the chocks. I wasn't halfway out the door when I heard the first applause. Then it seemed to spread like the wave through Lambeau Field. It seemed like tens of thousands of people were clapping, pointing, and laughing. It was probably only four or five, and I doubt anybody actually laughed, but the damage was done. I was thoroughly embarrassed, and rightly so. I had committed several unforgivable sins in the aviation world, and many knew it. Worst of all, I knew it, and that's why it has stuck with me for all these years. Sin number one, succumbing to the external pressure of a time constraint. We had only a few minutes to depart the air show. It was probably long enough to do it safely, but there was a pressure. I was a low-time guy and not looking at the big picture. I should have waited until the show was over to leave. Sin number two, dividing the pre-flight chores. I was pilot in command that day and should have done the entire pre-flight myself using a written checklist to confirm that everything, including removal of the chocks, had been completed. Instead, I had my partner do some things which threw off my normal rhythm. Bad decision. Sin number three, I removed the chocks and took off in a state of complete embarrassment. I could not have been thinking straight. The stress that the applause from the crowd, however minor, created, doubtless made me an unsafe pilot that day. I should have taken a break, chilled out, watched the rest of the show, and let my buddy fly back. That would have been a better decision. Pilots make mistakes. Some create a momentary embarrassment. Others can result in danger and bad outcomes. The goal for all of us who ply the skies for fun and profit should be to learn from our mistakes, master the art of self-evaluation, and share what we learn in the wide open so others can benefit. We all have never-again experiences. What's yours? The Never Again Podcast is brought to you monthly by AOPA, the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. You can find more Never Again stories online at aopa.org by typing Never Again into the search box. While you're there, check out AOPA's mobile flight planning app, AOPA Go, as well as the many free training and safety courses from the Air Safety Institute. Find all of this and more at AOPA.org. The Never Again podcast is produced by Royce Earl. Thanks for listening. Fly safely. Fly safely.